0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night service, that High Desert Word Center. It is great to see everybody tonight. One of the most unique services of the whole year is the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. So <laughs> if you are here, we salute you. I know everybody's got cooking and baking and all sorts of stuff to do. Uh, but you're a real one, man. We love you. And we're glad you're here with us tonight. Everybody watching online, we love you too. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get things started by opening up and speaking some words of faith over the United States of America. So let's stand up together this evening. Amen. We're going to speak some faith over our nation. Hallelujah. Let's say this together. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America, in Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise tonight, hallelujah, and you may be seated. All right. So, the children and the teenagers all have a pizza party tonight uh, for winning their respective Harvest Fest challenges. Uh, so, if you're a parent, they're all getting some pizza tonight, uh, but I'm sure they'll still eat plenty of turkey tomorrow. I don't know, maybe. So, anyway, uh, but that's what all the kids are doing, and uh, they're having a good time over there. Uh, but we're going to have a good time tonight. Like I said, this is always a fun service right before Thanksgiving, and I know everybody's got a lot going on tomorrow, but we're praying it'll be an awesome Thanksgiving for you. So this Sunday night is also one of our favorite nights of the year. It is the Christmas came early party, everybody. Is anybody excited for this night? It is going to be great. And uh, actually the media team has a little video uh, to kind of preview the evening. So go ahead and show us the Christmas came early party.
1: Do you love Christmas? Are you sad that Christmas is not here yet? Well, the Family Life Ministry has the perfect opportunity for you. It's the HDWC Annual Christmas Came Early Party. It will be November 26th at 6 p.m. Bring one dozen cookies and make sure you wear your ugly Christmas sweater. Also, youth and adults bring a $5 gift, and children bring a $1 gift. So stop crying because Christmas came early.
0: Very good, very good. So the party is this Sunday night at 6 p.m. So just like you'd normally be here for the 6 p.m. service, it's going to be the Christmas came early party. And as you saw on the screen there, uh, bring a dozen cookies per family and we're going to have drinks, wear your ugly sweaters. Um, Alex, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and there's a gift exchange, $5 limit adults, uh, $1 for the kids, all right? Uh, let's get into some other ones here. We've got a lot going on over the next month. My goodness, it is busy, busy, busy. Uh, the men's meeting will be Saturday, December 2nd at 9 a.m. So men, you going to be there? All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's good. All right. And then, ladies, you've got a couple of events in December. Uh, you've got the Girls' Night Out event down at the Rock Church in San Bernardino. And uh, every year we send as many of the ladies that want to go down there as can, carpool together, have a great time. Um, it is uh, $20 tickets if you buy them in advance at rockchurch.com. Uh, they're $30 at the door. Um, the event starts at 4 p.m., and they've got all sorts. Of stuff they've got a shopping boutique they've got a full-out service with musical performances they've got fake snow that they cover their property with i mean they it's a really big deal they 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 go all out it's a really big event for them and there's i think you know like a thousand ladies or something so it's a really fun time um so ladies uh that is all there for you and then um, on Sunday night, the 3rd, we are going to be hosting the Star to End Me worship night right here at HDWC. So that'll be at 6 p.m. that night. It's a community-wide worship. All the other churches coming together right here to worship together under one roof. So make sure you are here for that night. It will be great. And then ladies, here's your other event for December on Friday, the 8th at 630 is the regular uh, HDWC women's meeting. So be here for 630 and uh, you're going to bring your favorite holiday dessert that night. So make sure you get that down, right? And then, here's a big one. Take note of this. There's a sign-up sheet, but we are going to be doing a pre-marital class uh, for the couples that are interested in getting married. Uh, and so, this is, we got a lot right now, and normally we just sit down and meet with you individually, but there's so many that we're going to do a group setting for this. So, It is a two-part class, okay, both parts, Sunday night and Monday night, December 10th and 11th, and the the time frame is on the sheet back there, but it'll be two two-hour sessions, all right, and if you, you know, if you want us to uh, perform your your wedding and whatnot, it is a requirement that we have f- uh, four hours of premarital guidance, so, yeah, you, you know, you got to take this, um, you know, if you want us to, you know, be doing your wedding, so, anyway, excited about that, uh, another great event coming up is Laura Cook will be doing a Christmas concert here again this year, amen, uh, she came last year, and uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Uh she She is going to be doing a uh, one-night free concert, Christmas concert, on Friday the 15th at 7 p.m. Her dad is Tony Cook, who a lot of you know. He is the dean of Rhema Bible College, where Pastor Katie and I went. Very well-known. Uh, author, I would say, theologian And he travels all over the world Preaching and teaching And so does Laura She was just in Europe last week So, anyway, be here that night And we'd love to have everybody And the final announcement I'm trying to spit these out as quick as I can Final announcement uh, Is we are, of course, doing a toy drive For the Greater Hope Foundation For the foster children And so, uh, we've got a big box back there By the Info booth and so just bring in, uh, uh, toys, uh, for the, for the children over the next few weeks and we'll be turning that in to them and making it a really great Christmas for those children. Alright? Well, I think that's all the announcements for right now. So who knows what time it is tonight. Amen. It is happy time. And so uh, if you need an envelope, raise your hand, and the ushers will get one to you. And we're going to look in our Bibles tonight at Psalm 103, Psalm 103. I'm going to be in the King James, looking at the first five verses there. Amen. And again, the children have their uh, pizza party tonight, so all the parents know. Um, pizza party for all the kids and the teenagers. All right, Psalm 103. We're going to look at verses one through 5. And you know, I I picked these verses. They may not necessarily be offering verses, but these are just some verses of giving thanks, man. And who knows that we should give thanks more than just like one day or one week out of the year. This should be our continuous attitude. But I love uh what the Psalmist writes here, Psalm 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me Bless his holy name. Then he goes on to list some things here. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who knows that there are benefits to serving God. Has anybody seen that? Amen. That's an undeniable fact that there are benefits when we serve him. Look at these next few verses. It says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. He forgives our sins. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who knows that the Lord is our healer. Anybody, you know that. Amen. (laughs) Who redeems thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. Amen. Who knows that God will satisfy us with good things. Hallelujah. My brother's deep frying a turkey for me tomorrow. That's a good thing. The Lord's going to satisfy my mouth. Okay, fine. What, uh, um, let's go. So that, here it is. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Who wants your youth to to be renewed. Amen. And the Lord giving you a long, strong, healthy life. And so I read that list and you could continue to read the whole thing if you wanted to, but I'm reading that list to remind us that God does some really good things for us. He satisfies us with good things. And and there's a lot of things that that we can do as a reflection of our thanks back to him. I mean, there's so many ways we can show thanks, but you know, when I give into the offering, when I bring my tie that there's so many things that go through my heart and mind as I do that. But one thing that does go through my heart and mind is thank you, Jesus. I I love you. You, you have been so good to me. I I cannot forget all your benefits. I'm not paying you for healing me or for, you know, satisfying me with good things. But at the same time, I want to give you something. I I want to bless you, Lord, for all that you've done to me. And, And so as we give our tithe and our offering to the Lord, let's do it with a heart of thankfulness, with a heart of gratitude for all the good things he's done. Who in here knows that God's been pretty good to you? Amen. Come on. Yeah. The Lord has been good to us, and we don't ever want to forget that. Amen. Well, let's stand up together, and we are going to go ahead and uh, speak some words of faith over our giving. And uh, my dad's going to be preaching the word to us here in a few minutes after we have some worship time. And then we know that everybody's going to have a great day tomorrow uh, with their family celebrating Thanksgiving. All right? Let's go ahead and say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increased. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously to the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go.
1: If you want, you can join us at the altar for worship time, and let's sing to the Lord together. Let's sing. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His
2: Let's say this together: Say, "God is good, God is good. And, his and His mercy endures forever." I love Him, I love him. because he first, he first loved me. Amen, amen. Give somebody a high five, a hug, or something. And Hallelujah! We're so glad you're here. Amen. You won't, you won't be sorry you're here. All right, attention, all, right. all children. It's time to go to your classes. So go meet your teachers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, how many came to get built up tonight in your faith? Amen. Get a good booster shot. For Thanksgiving holidays, Christmas holidays. Well, that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to get you all prepared for what we're coming into. Amen. Well, I woke up this morning thinking about what to preach tonight. I kept hearing these words, it's not quantity, but it's quality that counts. Not quantity, but quality that counts. And so I knew what the Lord was talking about. He's talking about our our time with him and and just getting, you know, in his presence, getting anointed Walking close with Him to come through the holidays and with jobs, family and everything else, we don't always have tons of long time with Jesus, but we can learn how to have quality time. Amen. I know that over the years, I've learned sometimes when, uh, things didn't seem too spiritual, I'd, 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 I'd have time, but it wasn't really quality because I just tried to do a bunch of Bible reading and I know I got blessed, but I come out not feeling very blessed. But then sometimes, when I've learned how to fellowship with Jesus over the years, little short times sometimes, I really get blessed and get built up and fired up. And that's what we're talking about, the times we're in of how to come through this time and really enjoy the season, how Jesus wants us to. Amen. Has anybody ever come through Christmas time and and all the money and everything and all the preparations, but you kind of feel depressed? and think, man, what's wrong with this? Well, we're going to show you how to come through that thing and be in the best shape you can be so you can be a blessing like God wants you to be and so you can enjoy the blessings. I want you to open your Bible to Luke chapter 10. Now we're going to look at verse 38 to 42. And uh, as we're coming to the end of the year, it's supposed to be a joyful, happy time. But if we don't learn how to prepare ourselves spiritually, if we don't learn how to prepare ourselves spiritually, I'm not talking about all the Christmas trees and the lights and all the pies and cakes and all those kind of things. But if we don't have first things first, it'll be a stressful season and you'll end up in strife with the ones that you love. Has anybody ever noticed that? It's supposed to be a good time, but you get so stressed out, so messed up. And then when the devil hits your head with, nobody appreciates this. Nobody's doing anything to help me. It's just me. When those things hit, if you're not prepared, you won't be able to handle it. Bible calls that fiery darts from the wicked one to hit your mind. And so you've got to learn how to handle those things. This is a really good example right here, these few short verses in Luke chapter 10. Verse 38 says, Now it came to pass as they went, that's Jesus' disciples, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received or welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Do you ever hear that expression? Sometimes people say, religious people say, that uh, they're so heavenly minded, no earthly good. Anybody ever heard that before? Well, I can tell you something. That's religious talking because if you're not, not heavenly minded, you'll be no earthly good. Amen. I learned that a long time ago. People say that, are people that live carnal lives, they don't really know what to do to be spiritual, so they get around somebody like you or like me that does spend time with Jesus, they say, oh, they're so heavenly minded, no earthly good. Well, we're walking with Jesus, we are earthly good. And if you don't spend time with Jesus, you won't be heavenly minded. You'll be earthly minded. And if you're just earthly minded, you will be no good. Amen. And so anyway, she sat at Jesus' feet and heard His word, but Martha was cumbered or distracted about much serving and came to him to Jesus and said Lord does thou not care that my sister has left me alone uh, says bid or tell her therefore that she helped me and Jesus answered and said to her Martha Martha you are careful you're anxious and you're troubled about many things did you ever notice you get so busy everything bothers you everything offends you the least little thing you fly off the handle of people you love and all they want to do is just be a blessing to you but you snap at them and they're the ones that's on your side but he said he said you're, you're, you're so anxious and troubled about so many things but he said but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen she made a choice Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her what was the good part she chose verse 39 she sat at Jesus' feet to heard his word and uh I've got a wife. How many of you have ever seen my wife? She's a pretty serious lady. But she can be a fearful lady to her husband sometimes. <laughs> when I when I was a young pastor and used to teach this passage, I already hit pretty hard about, you know, come on, you don't have to do all that stuff just and then she let me know in no certain terms more than once. I don't preach it that way anymore. Says you can't tell these ladies that work. And have the kids clean the house take care of all they do that they just got to stop all the time and go to church and read their bibles all the time they got to take care of things that don't get done amen she says you're in the house here you get to eat and you get to enjoy christmas but if i don't fix and get the house cleaned up it's not going to happen so I said quit preaching that <laughs> amen so i so i've learned how to preach it out a way that will help you and so, in, I know in modern times, a lot of the husbands do help a whole lot of things that they do, but at the same time, when you've got guests coming to your house and people coming over, somebody's got to get it ready. And fact of the matter is, God, God, God gifted the man to be the leader, the protector, and in most cases, the provider, and all those things, and the wife of the Bible calls her the helpmeet. They call her the homemaker. The one that takes care of the house. And so the women are anointed and gifted to do house things. And God knows that. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. How you can do what he called you to do and still keep your spirituality. Amen. And so the husbands are listening too. Then they'll see how they flow and all these kind of things. But the thing is this expression just kept coming this morning. It's not quantity. It's quality the time you have with Jesus. And so Mary made the choice to sit at Jesus' feet and hear his word. And so we all have choices every day. But uh, the main part of the message is not going to be coming to church. But I want to say this. In the Christmas season, don't keep everything else on your calendar to do but cross church off. Amen. Don't go AWOL from your company. The Bible calls your church family your company. Jesus is commander-in-chief, and so we do need to come to church consistently, and you may not be here as much as you want to during a busy season like this, but at the same time, don't cross it off all the way and mark it out, because if you do, you won't have the faith it takes to withstand the attacks. Amen. Uh, what, what's December 25th about in America? Christ's birth. You know, everybody Everybody pretty much says and agrees that he wasn't born on that day. But the thing was, he was born. And so if the reason for this holiday season is to celebrate Jesus, why should we choose to ignore Jesus? Amen. If we don't stay, if we don't keep our fellowship with him fresh and stay hooked up with his family, that we're not going to be able to really celebrate and have joy for the one we came to serve, Amen. And so that's the direction we're going: is that you got to keep your connection with Him, and in your things to do list, you better keep on there church time too, Amen. And not just serving in church time, but have some church time where you can set His feet and hear His word. And so, and so Mary chose the good part. And so we we know that faith comes by what? Hear the word of God. And so to have faith to handle life, you got to keep that part going. And so as as we look at how to train ourselves and discipline ourselves to be able to walk close with him every day, uh, just know this, Jesus knows your schedule. If he knows the number of every hair on your head, he knows every time a bird falls to the ground, you think he doesn't know what time you clock in. How many kids you got at home? How much family time you got to have with other family? And all the things you do. So he knows all those things. So he doesn't expect you to ignore life. But at the same time, he doesn't expect you to walk away from him for a couple months. Amen. He wants to hang out with you. And so I want to say it again. Matter of fact, say this with me. Say it's not quantity. But it's Quality of our time with Jesus say it one more time and just let that get into you because myself I've, I've, always, I've always for all my Christian life picked out on the word I, I've always had a word buffet and then there's some times when that hadn't been able to work I was a truck driver for 28 years too and so I've all those years there the things I'm preaching is what I learned to do to stay sharp and in fellowship with Jesus all the time I was doing it When you're out in a truck for a lot of hours every day and a lot of miles, you don't have your Bible open on your knees in his presence. But I trained myself to stay in his presence. And I know a lot of you have too. But what I I know, I know Satan's tactics. You know, you get around somebody like me that's been a full-time preacher for a long, 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 long time. Well, my main thing that I get paid for is, number one, spend my time studying my Bible and praying and then coming here and helping people. And so I get paid to do that, but most of you get paid to go work for somebody else and things like that. And so I want to show you how to have that time without being guilty. Come in like this, man, we talk about the word, the word, the word, the word, and you get so busy of life, all of a sudden here it is Sunday again, and your Bible laid in the back seat for a week. And then you feel guilty. Or you had your time all set up, and one of your many kids came up with something or you got a paper from the teacher that they've got to do this or not do it and you've, got to, you've got to sit down and do this with them and then you're thinking man that's my time with Jesus so then the next morning you get up it still didn't happen yet and you fly off the handle and everybody like that and then the devil hits you but if you had been reading your Bible this wouldn't have happened you've been praying more this wouldn't have happened and he hits you with all those kind of things, and then you feel guilty. And the more guilty you feel, the meaner you get. And then you finally have the big blow up. And then you get serious for a while, and you don't know what to ignore. You can't ignore cooking. You can't ignore laundry. You never know when the preacher might knock on the door. And then on the other side, he hears. Put that up. Put that up here. He is. He comes in. Put it. Up. Hide that. Throw that in the closet. Get that on the couch. But the preacher doesn't really care about the house he came to see you. That's just a a side journey. But the thing is, there's a way to walk with Jesus, a fellowship with Jesus on a consistent basis. So even if you don't have hours to spend with him by yourself, you spend time with him every day. That's quality time. Say quality time. Quality time with Jesus. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so anyway... I want you to turn to Psalms 91. I I want to show you how this works. Of course, I think pretty much anybody that's been saved very long knows Psalms 91, but this first verse starts the whole thing off. Psalms 91 says this, He that dwelleth, or he that lives, spends his time, In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He or she that learns to live so close to God that a shadow covers you. Is that what it means about a shadow? If we are in the shadow of this building when the sun's shining bright, we're over here, the shadow's on there, that means we're close to the building. We can't be standing out over there in the highway in the shadow of this building. Get us, we got to get close. And so when you train yourself to live close to God, to Jesus, then you're close to him. When you're close to him, he takes care of trouble. And when I was looking at this today, I remembered something that it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I didn't think about the time, but it's so real to me. I, I was pretty close to a lot of the officials back where we came from the captain of the police the mayor and all those people and the captain of the police's name was jeff buskert and he was a mountain on two feet he was the captain of the police he would say i'd say between he was at least six and a half foot tall he probably weighed 350 pounds and he wasn't fat he was the captain of the police you know the big guy And of course, he had a big stick on his side, you know, about that long that he carried because he was big. And I was walking down the street one day, talked with him. And just out of the blue, I looked up at him and said, I said, I'd hate to meet you, meet, meet you in a dark alley. You know what he said to me? He said, if you're in a dark alley, I'm just the one you want with you. Dad, there wasn't jokes. It was just real. And so it's just looking, you know, sometimes we need to see things through the eyes of somebody else. I mean, all I was thinking was like a carnal human being. Boy, this guy's big and he's bad. And that expression, hate to meet you in a dark alley. He didn't even hesitate. He said, if you're in a dark alley, he said, I'm just the one you want with you. And I think about Jesus. If I'm in a dark alley, I want Jesus with me. In the times that we're living in right now, if I'm going through a crisis, I want Jesus standing beside me. He's bigger than Captain Buskirk. And I was thinking about another story, too, that about how it is walking close to somebody that thinks different than you. Do you know that uh, Isaiah 55, God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. He said, my thoughts are higher. Your ways are higher. Well, I was thinking about another time. There was a guy that uh, that, that I'd become friends with. As soon as I got saved, he and his wife, matter of fact, when we started our church back in Indiana, they were our main supporters for a while. They were, I don't know if they were millionaires or what they were, but he owned a couple hundred houses. And whatever the church needed, stuff we first started, we didn't have a lot of people. He'd go sell a house and pay a tithe and put fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in the offering, go buy what we needed. That's 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 how wealthy he was. We were close with him, but I was thinking about something else too. Would you walk close to somebody? We were at a hardware store one day, at Ace Hardware. And I like mechanical things, I like tools, I like stuff. And we walked through the hardware. I look at all the stuff there. And I'm just thinking how people think that don't think like you sometimes. I said, boy, I'd love to have a bunch of money, come here and buy whatever I wanted. He didn't even hesitate. He said, he said I'd love to own this place so I can sell it to you. And so what, what am I saying? I'm saying when you walk so close to God His shadow covers you, your thinking will change. God don't think broke. God thinks abundance. He don't think uh, depressed. He thinks joy. He don't think torment. He thinks peace. He don't think stealing. He thinks giving. Amen. On and on and on and on. So I'm talking about the holiday season. Jesus said that Martha was all depressed, full of worry, upset about everything. And he said, Martha, Martha, said Mary chose a good thing. She wants to be close to me. And then God said in Psalms 91, he said, he that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in her shadow. And so uh, I know that when I, when, when I had uh, blood cancer a few years ago and going through those things, the Lord gave me that. Plus, How many's ever heard Psalms 23? The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want, et Etc. et cetera. And then he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I was going through it right then. I had 70% 70 blood cancer. I had 30% of my blood that had something good in it. 7% was bad. I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I was close. But then the Lord said this to me. He said, you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But he said, there's a greater shadow walking with you. Because I stayed close to him, the shadow of the most high. As I'm talking about us as Christians... We need, and we're going to see, that if we'll stay close to Jesus, his shadow will cover us. And in his shadow, there's peace. In his shadow, there's joy. In his shadow, we're able to think like he wants us to think in line with the word of God and then enjoy this Christmas season like we want to, where things won't bother us that used to bother us. But remember, Mary, Jesus said, has chosen. It's a choice. And I was thinking, if I were worshiping the Lord, of meant to go. For all my years as a truck driver, what I did when I'm preaching tonight, I was thinking, I'm so glad we didn't have cell phones. I really don't know how I would have done what I did if I was seeing social media all the time. If I was hooked up, my eyes glued to that all the time. seeing all these apps, we didn't have cell phones. If you want to talk to somebody, you stopped at a phone booth, put a dime in it. You didn't get all the time hung up on text message blitzing you, and all these things pinging and binging all the time. And so I carried three by five cards in my pocket with Bible verses on them. And whenever I had a chance to stop and look at them, if I was waiting on something, I'd pull out Bible verses and look at them. I had Christian radio on my truck. I listened to good preaching all day long. That's what I did. And that helped me stay really close with Jesus, doing those things all the time. So I'm just thinking about the social media. If there's one bit of advice that's not in my notes, I can tell you, during this Christmas season, it might be a good time to shut some things off for a while, like permanent. (laughs) Amen. It might be a good time not to get all this depression on you about politics, about the economy. And I never saw anywhere in the Bible where it said, if you don't like this, you don't love Jesus. I never saw that in the Bible. I don't like that, but I still love Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to respond to that and give you a thousand responses from me because I love Jesus if I've responded to you. Is this helping anybody? This is for real. Those things are called distractions. And those distractions will steal your joy and steal your closeness with stand under the shadow of the Most High. And so, we can walk with Jesus all day long while going about our everyday business, and maybe some of the young people remember this song, but but the older ones will. How many of you ever heard the song "In the Garden"? Usually, that's at a funeral. You hear that he walks with me and talks with me. Uh, don't recruit me, Josh. I'm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> a long life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me. And you know what? All those years and up to today, I still walk with him and talk with him all day long. I was coming to church tonight, and I was talking to the Lord about the service, about who was going to be here, and how he wanted me to deliver what I was At About halfway here, I realized, man, I've been talking to Jesus all the way to church again. But that's what I did for probably hundreds of thousands of miles over all those years there, I spent my days and my nights talking with Jesus, talking with Jesus, talking with Jesus. But at the same time, I would let him talk to me too through the Bible, through hearing preacher coming across the radio back then and the things I did, I let Jesus talk with me because of his fellowship. I didn't hog the conversation. Amen. And so if you're going to live the secret place of the Most High, you've got to make time to talk with him. Now I want you to go to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to look at verse 5 and verse 6 about living in the secret place of the Most High. And uh, whatever, whatever I preach, I always have a goal, a specific target I'm aim, aimed at. At night the whole target is is your hearts and your minds to enjoy this Christmas season and show you you have a choice about whether it's going to be a depressed season or a joyful season. Whether Whether you're going to be a blessing or you're going to be a terror. Amen. You don't want to be the one where they say, don't bother mom today. Why? It's Christmas. I just want to tell her Merry Christmas. Well, I tried that already. She bit my head off. That's not what I want. Do you? So the goal is to help you. That's in Matthew chapter six, verse five and verse six. And this is how you live close to Him. It says this: Jesus said, "And when you pray, uh, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Do you? I'm not gonna be a phony Christian. I'm not gonna be nice to people in church and be a terror to my family." I'm going to be a blessing to my family and to the people, church, and everywhere else. He says, for they love, hypocrites love to pray standing in the synagogues and the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Now look at this, what Jesus said. Verily, I say unto you, they have the reward. And you know what he means right there? He means there's people that are two-faced. They come into church, but they don't tell you on the way here, they cussed out their mate or they called their kids bads name and they threatened their kids in a mean way, not a dad way correcting their kids, but they were mean, then they get to church and all of a sudden they put on the religious face they get the love coming out, there's oozing with love to everybody like that Everybody thinks, man they are really spiritual boy I'd like to be like them, look how spiritual, oh I'd like, to, I'd like to be in that house boy I know what a good house that is well you know what Jesus said, that's the reward they fooled people And people thought it was something. So he said, don't be like that. But then he said this in verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou shut thy door. Now look at this. Pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret. Listen to these words. Shall reward thee openly. Shall reward thee openly. Your father would see in secret. And so I call that the Psalms 91 secret place in the Most High. When you're in that secret place and you're talking to him and letting him talk to you, and the open reward is people seeing the blessing of God on your life, is seeing your prayers answered. You're the kind of person that somebody says, I want to get a hold of Ailea because I know she gets her prayers answered. Amen, amen. I want to get a hold of Sabrina because I know she gets prayers answered. And Doug, or anybody else in here that walks close to Jesus, that's the reward. People that see you, they don't have to. They don't have to call some prayer line and give a generous gift. You know, keep those cards and letters coming. And don't forget, to put a generous offering in there. No, the open reward is this. When you live that secret place and you pray to your father in secret, whether you ever get to pray public or not makes no difference because people know what you are by the fruit they see. And that prayer closet, I know that uh, you can have a place where you like to pray at home, but you can have a room that's your room. I've, I've always had a room in my house with my best place for studying and praying. That kind of thing, but when I was in a truck for all those years, I didn't have that room with me. And so uh, everybody knows what a tortoise is, right? They got the desert tortoises. Well, that where I came from, we had turtles, didn't have tortoises. But anyway, they all had one thing in common: they had a shell. And what I learned about tortoises and turtles, that they can pull their head into the shell; they get away from everything. Inside that shell, it's a safe place, protected place. And so I learned as a truck driver, but not while I was driving, while I was sitting somewhere, I could close my eyes and go to that secret place. I could be inside of a factory break room, make a delivery while they were taking the break, have to go in with them, because someplace were secure areas, you couldn't be by yourself. I'd sit with a bunch of people telling dirty jokes, laughing, cussing, carrying on. I'd just sit there. I'd just sit there quietly, close my eyes, and I'd go to the secret place, the Most High. I'd go to my prayer closet, and in that prayer closet, I could fellowship with Jesus and change the surroundings of that whole room. I remember one time, it was so funny, I was in a break room, and it was really, really hot outside. We had big, bad humidity out there. We, we could have 90 degrees with 90% humidity and that's different than uh, 90 degrees out here with 30% humidity. But it was really, really hot outside, and they had the air cranked up in this break break room. And I was sitting there, and I never, I'm never a phony. I have my little Bible I carried. so everybody else doing their stuff. I'd find me a quiet place, and I'd read my little Bible. Not to put on a show, because I knew I was getting strength. And so this one guy was carrying on, using every foul word you think. He wasn't talking quiet. He was dominating the whole room. And finally, I sit there, because I only had just a few minutes. I said, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And the Holy Ghost said, that's the spirit of blasphemy. I said, "You spirit of blasphemy, I bind you in Jesus' name. Shut up and get out of here. And all of a sudden, this guy in this ice-cold room with that heat out there starts going, Uh, it's hot in here, it's hot in here. And he ran out of the room. And so all those other people there, I don't think there's another Christian in the room, all those other people said, what's the matter with him? But there was one guy that i have been witness to and he looked up to me and he grinned and said, I know what you did. <laughs> and so I'm telling you, we have this secret place called our prayer closet. It's nice to have a room to go to, but if you're on the job, you can't go to that room. But if you're living under the shadow of the Most High, you're in constant contact. And when you're in communication with heaven, you can change the whole atmosphere. I can tell you so many stories like that, but what I'm telling you is this: we need to stay in communication with Jesus all the time, no matter what we're doing. And if you if you get in the habit of listing Christian things, and I, I heard a preacher talk the other day, he was like me, and this this is just we're wired different, called to be a Bible teacher. I worship Jesus all the time, but I, like a lot of people do, I don't listen to Christian music. It's just not the way I am. I sing, and I praise him. starts off in the shower in the morning time. That's the way it is. That's where most of my singing is. And during the day, I worship Jesus, but when I was driving trucks, I had I either, once tape players came out, I either had a, a teaching tape going, or I knew where all the Bible teachers were on my radio, I listened to teaching and so I had something going on all the time, but the way I'm wired, for me, I knew that I hear the word of God taught would do more for me than worship it. And I worship sometimes, I think sometimes. I've said a lot of Christians listen to the worship music. Well, if you do, just make sure that the music you're listening to is not contrary to what the Bible teaches. Amen. The Bible doesn't teach depression, death, it warns all the things that are out there if we want to cross that line and live that side of the of the of the darkness. But the Bible teaches life and that more abundantly. That Jesus always heals. He always blesses. He always helps. Amen. And so, if I were listening to the music out there, I would listen to something that I knew was right for the Bible, and edified, not something that was going to make me uh, not have faith if my family got attacked. And so, what am I saying? I'm saying. If you've got the right stuff coming in, it's easy to just fellowship with him all the time. But if all you're listening to is politics, strife, division, sickness, poverty, fighting all the time, then what have you and Jesus got in common you can talk about? Am I helping anybody? Hey Amen. well, see what I'm telling you this. I, 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 can, only, I can only talk about me the most because I know me the most. And I know what I listened to, and that's why it was easy all day long to talk to him, because I didn't have a guilty conscience. I wasn't depressed. There was a lot of depression around me. A lot of attacks coming all the time through family, friends, and lots of things in life hit me. But I made sure at every waking moment, I did my best to fellowship with him. I let him talk to me through my Bible time, through what I heard, and people I hung out with, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm telling you, you come through the Christmas season and you can fellowship with Jesus and keep him first in your life and you come out on type, bit of blessing and not of hindrance to people. And so I want to say it again, it's not, it's not quantity, but quality. You'd have quality time with Jesus all, all the time. I'm thinking about some of the places that I, I drove trucks. I don't, you know, I, it, how many truck drivers got? Anybody ever drove big rigs? wow I'm a lone stranger sometimes we have truck drivers I drove trucks for so many years that the 52 foot trailer <clears throat> had back back there we called them California trucks the great big long sleepers had those sometimes I, 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 I honestly looked sometimes like I could bid those in two around a telephone pulled it back into places but everywhere I went it was Jesus look at that what are we going to do I say, thank you, Lord. There's angels here with me. Help me get through there and do that because that's where they want this truck backed into. And so I walk with him all the time. Remember David, the shepherd? He took care of sheep. But he said, the Lord's my shepherd. He shows me how to best take care of these sheep. And whatever your job is, you can talk with Jesus in the possible things on your job where people look at you like they used to me. They'd say, how'd you do that? We've had people come here driven all these years and they can't back in. They just get close. We have to come out and get it. How'd you do that? And all I could say was, Jesus works with me, Jesus helps me. But for you, for whatever you do, you got to recognize Jesus knows you need that job. Jesus knows that job supplies money for you to tithe with to help his kingdom. And so Jesus has you on that job so you can be blessed and be a blessing. And so when you hit the impossible things, don't ever be afraid to say, I can't do this. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me as you walk with him. Are you seeing these things here? Amen. This Christmas season, even though you may not have the time that you have a lot of times where you spend a lot of times lonely in your lone place by yourself, read your Bible a lot of praying, well, you can pray all day long. You can fellowship all day long. And do things to stay hooked up. I want to close with one place, one more place. James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. And remember this it's not the quantity, it's the quality. And you can have that all day long, every day. James 4, verse 7 and 8. And a lot of people know the first part of this verse, verse 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. And you submit yourself to God by submitting yourself to his word. If you ignore your Bible, you can't submit to God. Because his word tells you what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to live. And so remember when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Not my will, but thy will be done. Well, if you don't know what his will is from his word, how can you submit to it? So submit to God. And then it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now verse 8 is where we're closing. Draw nigh or draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Do you ever sometimes feel like, boy, God feels like he's a thousand miles away from me. Well, how close are you getting to him? We know he lives in you. Holy Spirit lives in you. But you've got a mind. You've got feelings and flesh. And if they get, if they, if they, if they get Overwhelmed with life, you're not sensing the Spirit of God that's in you. He said, "You draw nigh to Him; He'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners; purify your hearts, you double-minded." As I want to say this as I'm closing, how many know that Jesus said, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God." He said, "You can't live by just natural food; you got to have spiritual food. That's the Word of God." And then he also said, enter your prayer closet. So I want to leave this with you. Just as uh, food is to your physical body, the word of God is to your spirit. And just as breathing it is to your physical body, praying is to your spiritual life. You've got to eat to live, and you've got to breathe to live. To be strong spiritually, you've got to have some Bible somewhere. But also you've got to have some praying with it. And so as you draw an eye to God, it's Bible and it's praying. And so when you live that kind of life, God only knows one language, the language of faith. And the language of faith agrees with the word. And so when you're praying, you don't pray the problem, you pray the answer. And then when you do, you're talking his language. If you're talking his language, he hears you, and then he's answering. So for this Christmas season, no matter what else you mark off your schedule, do not mark off your time with him. Make at least one service a week to church to get this atmosphere. And then during the course of the week, don't go AWOL. Listen to podcast. Carry something in your pocket to read. Open up your Bible app on your phone if you're somewhere. If you look at something, add at least... At least be able to look at a few verses during the day, during the week, and stay connected. Amen. And if you do, Jesus is going to say, you've chosen the good part that ought be taken away from you. Amen. Let's stand up.
0: Praise the Lord. What a good message to head us into the holiday season. And we all know it is, it's going to be busy. We get that. But first things first, amen. Jesus is the reason for it all. Uh, we're going to have our prayer team come up tonight if you're here and you need prayer for anything at all. We'd love to be in agreement with you and watch the Lord, uh, you know, work in your life and do what needs to be done. We'll have Pastor Josh lead us in one final worship song together tonight. But if you need prayer, come on up and we will be in agreement with you. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor Josh. I love you, Lord.
1: I owe your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful darkest nights You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God Now all my life you have been faithful so, so good, with every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. But Your goodness is running after, it's running after me.
0: We're going to go ahead and close things out tonight. We thank you, everybody, for being with us, even if, amen. It's the night before Thanksgiving. We love you guys. And uh, I just pray that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving tomorrow and heading into this Christmas season. It's going to be fantastic. Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. And, of course, that no matter how busy we are, there's a great word for us tonight to, to make time for Jesus amen let's go ahead and pray and then we'll do our Barstow faith confession tonight father in Jesus name we thank you Lord for what we've seen in the word God and and, and we know that uh, just like Mary and Martha are such an example to us uh, there's things to do we've all got things to do But Mary, Lord, she still made time for you. And you said that she chose the necessary thing. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, as we head into this season, Lord, that we will continue to make time for you. And we know that you will bless us, Lord, for making you the foundation and the priority. And I pray for each family here, each Household represented here tonight in the name of Jesus, that this will be a wonderful and joyous and incredible holiday season, Lord. Thanksgiving on into the new year, Lord, uh, that each family, each household is blessed. We've got the joy of God, the peace of the Lord, and of course, the love of God in our families. We love you and we thank you for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and speak some words of faith over Bar tonight, and then you can be dismissed. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed barstow is prospering barstow is safe barstow is strong barstow is surrounded by the walls of god's salvation barstow is full of love joy and peace barstow is full of the glory of god barstow is coming to jesus barstow is saved in jesus name amen all right we'll see you sunday happy thanksgiving everybody